All right, everybody, welcome to the Scumtown Podcast. My name is Scumbag Vinny, the host of the show. As you know, we are now 13 episodes into the show, and we have a very special guest today. I'm going to be giving him a call in a minute, and he is the illustrator uh, for the Kill Tony podcast, the Kill Tony Live podcast. His name is Ryan J. Ebelt. And Ryan is an artist. Um, I, I know him from watching the Kill Tony podcast. It's it's on YouTube, and he's always in the audience in Los Angeles at the Comedy Store uh, drawing the episodes. And so I have a lot of questions for him. I'm very interested in this podcast. I think it's an awesome show. It's a live show uh, where Tony Hinchcliffe is the main host of the show with his producer, uh, Brian Redband. And they... Uh, basically bring on two different world-famous comedians every single episode to judge with them, and they have a band with this guy, Jeremiah Watkins, and he's very funny. I've met him before, and um, Joel Bird, Joel Jimenez is the drummer. So I'm actually a big fan of the show. I'm a big fan of some of the regular comedians they have on, and they bring on random like open mic comedians and let them uh, – do a minute on stage and if they suck which is the whole principle of the show they get ragged on by the good comedians it's just an awesome show so ryan's job is he draws every episode so let's give him a call and uh get this thing started it's ringing hey ryan how you doing doing all right how are you doing good thanks for joining us here on the scumtown podcast man i appreciate you taking some time today to talk to us and and join our uh unique audience we have over here sure no problem so I, yeah I, ha I have some questions for you i uh i have been a fan of the kill tony podcast now for about two years a comedian that i worked with for some time was always watching it when we were on the road. And at first I didn't really pay attention to it. And then, you know, <laughs> a couple of the the scenes and things would, you know, cause it would be on for two hours at a time as we would be in the hotel rooms. Some of the studs would just catch my ear and I'd be like, what the fuck is this? And then I started watching it and I gotta be honest, it's hard not to get hooked, you know, when you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, so I had a few questions. Oh, yeah. I was telling some of the fans, I, I recorded a couple minutes before we called you, and I was telling them that you're the illustrator of the show. So you sit in on the live shows at the Comedy Store in L.A., and, and you actually draw each episode. Am I correct on that? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. That is amazing. And I've seen your art uh, on your Instagram, and I'm going to put all of your social media stuff in the bio below so people can check it out. This stuff is amazing. I mean, it really is awesome. Which, which I think. Oh, going back on fourth or Julie. Yes, no, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I, um, I mean, how do you come up with the concepts? Like, how do you come up with the art concepts when you're, when you're coming up with some of these posters? I mean, do you have free control, or do they give you like a rough draft of what they want, or do you just have like creative control to kind of draw what what you want with the uh, the posters of the shows? Yeah, no, I'm I'm completely at liberty to do whatever I want. It's amazing. I think uh, that was one of the first things that actually drew me to the show when I first started researching it was 
the art because I was looking at it and I was going, wow, he got somebody to draw him. Tony, it looked just like him, you know? So I thought that was really cool. And um, I, 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 I've been watching the show and not only are you drawing the episodes, but they mention you all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it's, I, I appreciate it because since I'm one of the only non-performers, like, I don't, you know, I don't, the only time you see me up on the stage is when they take the photo at the end, so, the fact that they, they include me and that it's a sort of different side to what you get from most podcasts, uh, I, I mean, makes it fun, and the fact that I, like I said, I have license to do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, uh, I did meet Tony and Jeremiah in Connecticut. I'd like to say it was last year. Um, I canceled the comedy show because this comedian that I'm friends with was like, he, you know, Tony Hinchcliffe's coming to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. It's about an hour from me, but I didn't think of another time where I'd be able to see them live. You know, so I I didn't know. I thought it was Kill Tony, and I drove right to the. I canceled the gig I was doing. I drove right to the casino to see that. I didn't even care. I just wanted to see these guys, you know, after seeing so many of the shows. And actually, there wasn't uh, a Kill Tony going on. They were just performing stand-up. Uh, so I thought that was like, being being a fan of the show, I was like, you know, this casino, which brings in a lot of big acts, I'm like, man, they really dropped the ball with this one, you know, because that's really the big show, I think. I mean, not that his stand-up's great, and, and their stand-up's great. I just mean, from a drawing perspective, you might have 200 comedians come buy tickets just to try to get on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really unusual because in most cities they bundle both, you know, and a lot of times what they'll do is Tony likes to have the stand-up show first, kind of like prime the pump because of course what usually ends up happening is a lot of the people that come to the stand-up show go outside and get right back in line. <laughs> trundle back in yeah to come do kill tony oh yeah 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 and and i'll be honest with you the first show that i went there to see him we showed up a bit late that night from we were on our way to a gig on the other side of the state and i didn't get to see tony perform that night but we hung out at the bar and because it was at a casino where a lot of these old people get free tickets given to them when he walked out and he seen me and this other kid you know, these two fat-looking comedian dudes, he probably thought, oh, there's my demographic. So he came over and talked to us for a little while. And uh, I owned a comedy club at the time in Connecticut, and we brought in um, comedians like T.J. Miller from Deadpool, and we brought in Artie Lang for a couple days. And, we, you know, we were starting to get some traction that way. So I was like, man, these guys dropped the ball. Let's bring Kill Tony to Connecticut. And he was, all, even though we never went through on it, he was all for it. I mean, the guy was awesome. He sat there, you know, had some drinks with us. We went out and had a little smoke. We're, we're messing with people walking by. And to meet Jeremiah was just so cool. And they were just really good guys, you know. And so I wanted to show support. So the next day, I went back and I went to Jeremiah, headlined like a 5 p.m. show. And then I went to both of their stand-up shows that night. And that's what I'm trying to tell you is like, yes, of course, I think their fans do support them that way where it's like, we're going to go all night. We'll just go to everything that they have going on, you know. And so so I can relate that way. Uh, but I, I do remember one episode where a comedian called you a court reporter and I just laughed because he probably didn't even know 
what it is that you do, you know, and they, he was just assuming that you were, I don't know, at a comedy club on your day off, just doing it anyway, maybe, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. uh, one of the funniest ones that ever happened, it was early on, I mean, it had to have been less than a year, uh, Joe Rogan and Ian Edwards were on the show. And I can't remember why, but for some reason, Joe was running late. So Ian was there. We had already started the show, and we were just like, you know, when Joe comes in, we'll just roll right into Joe. And uh, so sure enough, show's going along. I'm doing my drawing, and I've already kind of got a space reserved for Joe. And then Joe finally comes in, and it was the first time he had seen me there. So he's like, why is this dude sitting over here? Like, what is he doing? Is he copying down our stuff or whatever? <laughs> and so Tony explains to him, he's like, oh, he's drawing you. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then Joe looks at me and he goes, well, can he draw anything? And I just kind of went like, yeah, sure. And <laughs> Joe goes, can he draw me black? Wow. And, like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, just, all right, what do I do to, you know, amuse him right but at the same time not offend ian who is sitting right next to oh him. my god so i ended up giving him this like uh you know 70s era muhammad ali like afro <laughs> basically and so everybody had a field day with that online uh, joe, joe frogan and and, you know. i'm sure yeah <laughs> you know i was gonna ask you that because you know, and when I'm close to New York, and I have met some comics in New York, of course, but, you know, when I had T.J. Miller and Artie Lang, it was, like, amazing to see those kind of guys. But what is it like to see some of the best comedians in the world on a weekly basis? Like, what is that like? I mean, in a lot of ways, it's really surreal. I, you know, I've been a fan of comedy for a long time. Like, when, you know, I remember when I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade something like that my sit i had an older sister and her boyfriend snuck her a copy of uh sam kinnison's louder than hell album his oh first yeah record. oh yeah and, you know we would listen to it secretly my mom and dad were gone or whatever and then i ended up picking up some of richard Pryor's tapes at like this uh used bookstore that would buy us and uh you know, so I've always, and then later on, like living in LA, when I used to work on like drawing and painting in the middle of the night, I started listening to podcasts because it was easier listening to people talk and not feel like a total vampire in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> Especially not like having to watch in, them. You know, yeah. There with you. Yeah. And so I started with stuff like, you know, like Doug Loves Movies and all this stuff. And uh, now from like being on the show, well, of course, I've met and hung out with Doug, you know, like a dozen times or more. And, you know, and just about everyone who was on his show a lot of the time. And and then, you know, I've had just weird run-ins where I've gone and hung out with Tony or Red Band or whoever, like up at the store. And, you know, we're talking to Dice or we're talking to Stanhope or we're talking, you know. Yeah. And it's it's just bizarre. It's like, what, what am I doing here? What am I doing talking to these people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I... I've gotten lucky and I've gotten to meet some really, really uh, big heroes of mine. And Tony was one of the guys that, like I said, I just like I'd seen him on the crashing. And I mean, you know, I, he, he had done some roasting material on some Comedy Central stuff. And but when I actually started watching Kill Tony, I was like, man, this is one of the best joke writers there is. And he actually gets hired, I'm sure, by a lot of people to write jokes 
that he doesn't even get credit for it like that, you know. Um, Jeremiah Watkins, I, I heard you on his podcast, Jeremiah Wonders. I listened to that earlier today because I wanted to see if you had done any other podcasts or anything. And I thought it was so cool that he brought you on because I thought when I seen you, I was just kind of surfing Instagram. I actually got William Montgomery to agree to do the show, uh, but it's been a couple days and he just hasn't answered me back since he said yes, but it's so funny to his character that he's probably just doing nothing or something, you know, or, or just, you know, busy doing whatever, but we're in quarantine, so what the hell can everybody be doing, you know, so I said, uh, I thought you'd be a great guest, and he is one of the most talented comedians, I'm a comic, I've been doing stand-up for 11 years, I started when I was a teenager, um, last year I did a tour with Bam Margera that was a complete failure because the guy ended up fucking going off the rails all over TMZ and stuff, but, uh, craziness. But Jeremiah, I seen him perform live. I seen him headline. I seen him, you know, feature for Tony and host the show. I, th- I believe he hosted one of the shows too. And he really is like, I look at him like a Jim Carrey kind of comic, like, like just such a likable, uh, could be so many different characters. What was it, what is it like to hang out with him um, on a weekly basis when he's doing all those characters? It does he play the character the whole day? Is it something where he he's just doing that on stage? Like what is that like for for that kind of? I I think he's an actor. You know I don't I know he's a comic too, but what is that like? Yeah, no, that's what's funny is when he comes in, you know, like before. Because, you know, we get set up and everything at the store before the store is open. And he comes in and, and he's just Jeremiah and hi, how's everybody doing and whatever. And then he gets in, they, you know, they get into their characters in a separate room. And so we don't, you know, Tony and everybody doesn't see them until they come out for the show. But then afterwards, a lot of times he will stay in it. And some of the funniest sets I've seen him have is he will go from the main room at the comedy store to like one of the other rooms. and then go around to the original room yeah. where all the sets are and he'll go up and do a set in the character. That's amazing. And it's hilarious because sometimes, you, you, I mean, as you know, like doing comedy, um, it, it's all about the room, right? And, and like what the crowd's like. So he'll go in there and in some cases they're on board what is this, you know, what kind of weirdness are we about to get into? And like, and they're totally down with it. <laughs> There's other times huh. where they're just not having it. <laughs> like they, they don't know what's going on. And, and like, that is a part of it. And I think that's what makes him so good is that he can continue to be that. I mean, I, the first time I seen him perform was a 4 PM at a casino show and everybody there, I got to tell you, they're like in their sixties and seventies. Like they're not there. It's nothing against him, but they're not there for Jeremiah. They're there because they got comped, you know, or something. But we went, and I just, they loved him. Once you see him, you know what I mean? You're going to love the kid. And, uh, I mean, it was nothing against Tony's comedy at all because I think his strength is definitely roasting people, which is where I'm very good at comedy, which is like improv off the top, just trying to go at someone. But Jeremiah definitely has – it's easier for him to do set lists, I think, because he has all these characters and, like, he could just take an average story and turn it into something great, you know. Let's get back to you for a second, man. These, these like, pictures that you draw, I, I see a lot of them that are from the show and then I see some stuff that isn't, you know, from the show. <coughs> Excuse me. My question is, 
when did you start drawing like this? Like, is this something that you've always done since you were very young, or did it take time to become that good at it? Like, I, I kind of suck at drawing. My wife is pretty good at it. But I, I'm just curious, from your perspective, like, what does it take? Just the same thing like comedy hours of practice? Or is it something that you were just always good at? Yeah, that's, that is what it is. Yeah, uh, you know, I probably probably got started semi-seriously in, in about the fifth grade. Like, I used to, uh, I sat with a bunch of kids in one class who, like, we, we were all, in, like, reading Spider-Man and stuff. And so we'd sit there and doodle in our notebooks and all that. And I just always enjoyed doing it. I just kind of kept it up. And, yeah, more than anything, it just ends up being repetition. Like, the more, the more times you do it, the better you get at it and... But you got to have that talent too, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your talent's there. It's undeniable. And if people can go and buy Kill Tony Prince posters and the book as well as JRE Prince and shirts at ryanjebelt.com slash shop, ryanjebelt.com. So uh, anybody listening that normally listens to my podcast, you know, you could go follow uh, Ryan on Instagram at ryanjebelt. And, uh, I mean, it's just awesome stuff. I, I mean, do you do work for hire too? You, I mean, you, people can hire you to, for drawings and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's been one of the fun things is working on the show and being around all the other comics. Cause of course, you know, they, they go on tour, they've got their own podcast. They've got, you know, they're, they're trying to get some merch going or whatever. So I've done posters for people and I've done, uh, cast logos and uh, illustrations like the little square for itunes and whatever and uh and i've done, done some t-shirts and like all kinds of stuff like it's kind of whatever people need and knowing that you know uh, obviously uh like i did one tour poster for bill burr like bill could That's afford awesome. the high-end stuff yeah but yeah. even for some of the people just starting out you know, I, I try to measure my rates according to like, you know, what they can afford. Right, I would rather right. they had something yeah. to show yeah, like if yeah. they need it. And especially if I like them or like their work, then, you know, for me to stick to my rates and yeah, I mean, to get fuck nothing. it, man. Bill Burr can definitely afford it. F is for families on like season three. So that guy, he definitely could take care of Ryan J. E. Bell. Well, I'll have to hire you to, to make some artwork, man. Even on the, uh, I'd want to pay a higher end price just to feel like I'm at that level. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wouldn't want you to be like, yes, yeah, scumbag Vinny, you get the open mic price. You know what I mean? Um, but that's funny, man. That's, that's really cool. I, uh, what, what would you think is your favorite episode? The favorite, you know, celebrity guest or is it, is it like, what do you think? Well, I don't know. See, and I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at picking favorites. Uh, because a lot of times, like, a lot of the favorite stuff to me is, like, little weird moments during the episodes. Like, there was one, um, like, there's a lot of times where, especially when we were, when it was smaller and we were up in the belly room, because I was right there, like, right in front of them. And there would be a lot of times where the guest would get in a good joke, but they just got drowned out, you know, because there was so many, you know, so much going on or so many people talking or whatever. And, like, one of my favorites, like, Russell Peters made this hilarious Led Zeppelin joke in the middle of something and he got drowned out. Like no one heard it <laughs> because they're sitting right there. So we made eye contact and he, you know, he kind of pointed at me like, yeah, yeah, you got that. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that was, it was great. 
That's awesome. See, those are the moments live that people don't understand when they just, I mean, listen, listening to podcasts and seeing shows on YouTube is great, but to get the experience and to go to one of the shows, that's the kind of stuff you're going to see, you know, live as opposed to just kind of going, you know, um, my wife is sitting here with me and she's definitely going to divorce me if I keep watching William Montgomery set lists. I, I, I'm obsessed with the kid. I mean, just the fact that he literally says everything is two years ago. Like, dude, there's no way it could all be two years ago, <laughs> you know? And they got a funny thing going. I think, uh, I think the, the funny part about him is, is he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing up there. I mean, he does and he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care what he says. As long as he says his few words with his accent a certain way. Um, who's your favorite cast member i know they might not even listen to this so you don't have to worry about them getting you know upset or anything but if you know if, i don't know if you don't like pick favorites but i mean jeremiah's my guy but now i'm a william dude i'm a william i'm team william all the way i just i fuck with the guy no i i i, I get along well with william um because i know how to like sort of hang out long enough to catch but like little moments of lucidity. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, in a lot of ways, on a personal level, Joel is kind of my favorite just because he started not long after I did. And there for a while, you know, just because we weren't as established, you know, like people didn't know who we were at the store and whatever. It's like, we, you know, they knew I was part of the show, but, you know, nobody, like, what the hell is this guy doing here? Yeah. And so when Joel got brought in, and he originally didn't have a mic, he was just I the drummer. That. I remember that, yeah. And he would sit on Pat, and, no, you know, most people didn't know he was a comic or anything. They just thought he was one of Pat's, you know, music friends. Right. Pat did, you know, music on the side. And so a lot of times after the show, it's like Joel and I got to be good friends because, you know, we'd, we'd hang out and talk because, you know, we, we were kind of the odd men out at that point. Whereas now everybody on the show is pretty well integrated into the scene. And, right, and, right. You know, everybody, everybody's kissing your asses, right? Everybody's like, hey, man, hey, Ryan, you know? Yeah, because that's, I mean, look, you guys have gotten popular to that point. And, and you know, that's how it's going to be is that people will, you're not going to be sure who's authentic as much because the show has really blown up over the last few years. I'm sure as to when the beginning was around where you guys had, you know, you have your crew. So that's who you got to stick with. Joe Berg. I didn't know he was a comic actually to this day. I thought he adapted to the environment, which I think he's hysterical, you know? And I was, I always say this kid's got some of the greatest lines of the show and they give him a spotlight and everything. It's awesome. The whole show around, man, Tony got a hard on when I told him it was like the next Howard Stern show. He like literally almost started jerking off in the middle of the bar. But I mean, I mean it in that way because Howard was so good at giving other people careers, you know, that were involved with him. And I think that's what Tony's really doing. And I think that's what he wants to do, too. You know, like you hear him talk about other people that are on the show and you think that he wants them to do well no matter what. Like if Jeremiah got some TV show, he'd be like, that's one. That's great. You know, I'm sure he'd miss him. Maybe he wouldn't stop, but I'm sure he'd miss him every single week, you know. But, you know, I think that their podcast is big enough to grow, keep growing to the fact that they'll, uh, you know, probably never need to do anything else if they don't want to. That's how popular it is. I just have heard Jeremiah say things like, he wants to have his own sketch show and stuff like that. Have you ever thought about doing comedy yourself? Well, I mean, 
Yes and no. I, I never intended to. I mean, I also, I mean, I used to work more, it's funny, I used to work more as a writer, not on anything super fantastic. It was mostly like writing for advertising. And um, so hanging out with comics all the time and kind of seeing how the, how conversations work, like when you're hanging out with comics, especially if everybody starts riffing and whatever, it's like, you don't want to be the one guy to derail you know, it's like you want to be part of the conversation, but if you derail everything, it's like you. you That's you what, this, dude. You know, you I listen, man. Guy. I do it all the fucking time. I did it with Tony and Jeremiah. They would make fun of me for trying to say something, and it was stupid. But I feel like unless you try, like what the other kid who is a huge dude, he's such a, he's obsessed with them. And I just started listening, maybe like I said a couple of years back. And when I was with them, I'm like, I'm gonna try to make these guys laugh, and I did a few times. But, you know, he didn't say a word. And I'm like, if you don't say nothing, they're not going to know who the fuck you are. You got to try. And a few things I said was useless, you know. And that's me mostly. I mean, my name is Scumbag Vinny, so I don't get that for liking cupcakes. You know what I mean? Uh, I get that for being kind of controversial and and whatever. But anyways, that night, man, I became – I was like, they're the same people they fucking are. I mean, I know they're enjoying the road and stuff. You know what I mean? But Jeremiah, I know he doesn't drink or smoke or anything like that, but he was okay with us doing whatever the fuck we wanted to do. He would just kind of hang around and, you know, eat or something and just kind of relax. Um, so have you considered going out? I know you've done some shows in other places in California. Have you considered going on the road with them? Have you gotten any free time to maybe go hit some road shows with them at all or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's more like budget problem than anything. Um, Hey man, we gotta and, get more Bill Burr artwork you know, going for you. That's pretty much that'll solve that problem, right? <laughs> if we convince Artie Lang to have you make him some T-shirts or something, we'll probably be all right with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I do. What's fun about the road shows is when I do get to go do them. Is that you know crowds in LA generally like because there's so much entertainment around us are pretty jaded. You yeah. know, like, they kind of don't give a shit. Like, yeah. they don't care what you're a part of or what you're, you know. Yeah. So, of course, what makes doing the show at the store fun is, of course, tons of tourists. Yeah. You know, people come from all over the world specifically just to come see us. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like I've met so many Australians and, like, so many people from the UK and Ireland and Canada. That's and, like, amazing. Just come down. But when you go on the road... And especially if I get to go or if, you know, one of the regulars gets to go or, you know, whatever, and Tony brings us out or Tony calls me out in the crowd or whatever. I mean, the crowd goes apeshit, like, because it's, it's that much closer to the LA show without being at the LA show. And, and they love it. Like when, when somebody else from the show besides the usual four gets to come to. Oh, like that, they, they get they, real they, amped up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And because it becomes more of what the the show that they're watching on YouTube is, and not that it's it's worse when there's only Jeremiah there, but you're like, oh, I wish the whole band was here. It's kind of like when I went and seen him and I was like, man, I wish the whole show was happening right now. You know what I mean? Because I felt like um, for Mohegan, and it's a comedy club, for them to not be on top of that was just totally... I mean, that was just them. And he even said it. They're like, hey, he goes, hey, if someone wants to book me just for stand-up, I'll take it. You know, I'm not going to pressure him to do a Kill Tony, but I know that they're ones missing out, really. And that's what, and he knows it. You know what I mean? So I think most of the times when they do book him for stand up, 
you'll probably see them get kill Tony the next time around. Like, then they start looking at his stuff, and they're like, oh, man, we made a mistake. You know, what are we doing? Um, but you should give it a go, man. You should give a stand-up a go. You should you should sneak your name in the bucket one day or just, like, tell Tony, like, pretend it was in the bucket and call me up. It would probably be one of the most anticipated episodes of all time. That's like... Yeah, the... Um... But when he did, we did the last week, our first quarantine episode, and I got to go to that one, you know, and then right at the end, he asked me, he's like, oh, you got anything? You, you want to do a minute or something? You should have did it. And like I said, I had written, you know, like I, I write the stuff down when I think about it. And it was one of those typical things. I didn't expect it. And the minute he said it, every premise, every kind of, any just kind of joke, anything I'd ever <laughs> thought of just. Just go like up it, there. It was gone. My wife hates me for stealing other people's. Just go do the William next time. Just be like, two years ago, you know, <laughs> I was over in Venezuela. I mean, if you start doing that, they'll probably go nuts. That's if you just forget. Sometimes, man, if I'm on stage truthfully and I forget what I'm, my, I'm, what I'm about to do, I like to just ramble about nothing, you know. And and sometimes yeah. I I go to the crowd, but with that show, you don't have an audience with the the quarantine. How you hanging in there, by the way, with this quarantine? You've been chilling home a lot. Are you? What you been? Uh, is it tough for you? No, because I'm used to it. <laughs> I mean, I normally work from home. I mean, it's like <laughs> all artist. my studio stuff yeah, is yeah. here. He's like, what the fuck is the only thing? Yeah, I mean, the only thing that sucks is I usually have like an errand in the morning. You know, like I'll come up with something just to go somewhere for a little while. Like, so, all right, I'll be out of the house. Come back, I'll eat lunch or whatever, and then you know work for the rest of the day and the night. It's like, but now I don't have that unless I go out, you know, try to scavenge for like eggs or toilet paper or something. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. there's just no other reason to like leave. There's nowhere to go. Last year, I did I did a handful of shows with Bam from Jackass, like I said, and when I did those shows, oh my god, there'd be three, four hundred people sometimes at these events. And now that I'm not doing shows with them, I have 20 people or 15 people at a show. And so when this quarantine thing happened, I like to say I lied to myself and say I had to cancel all these shows, but I really didn't. I don't even think it would have mattered if I did them. People probably wouldn't even have got sick. There wouldn't have been enough people for people to get sick at my shows. But I am a, a, a long time in. And I do plan on getting to one of these Kill Tony East events. I haven't been to California we, we could take the drive. We plan on moving from Connecticut to Florida at the end of the year. I mean, we would take a drive in a year or two maybe. We don't like to fly, but I also like the experience of seeing the country. Um, and, and I book road gigs. You know, I book other gigs and stuff, you know, on the way over there. But I think that would be cool sometime, man. And, and I really appreciate you doing the podcast. I mean, super cool. Uh, you guys are – even meeting Tony and Jeremiah are a very open like network. You guys aren't super closed off to meeting people and stuff. And I want to thank you for that. Is there anything else you want to plug today on the pod? I mean, we do have um, 37 countries of Bam Argera fans that listen into this <laughs> and another uh, couple thousand Comtown fans that hate my guts that also listen. So I'm sure you're going to have some people hit you up and say, why the hell are you doing this? But um, I thank you, man. If you want to plug anything, you're welcome. And uh, that's about it. Well, I mean, the, the only thing I can think of that might have uh, specifically appealed to them is, um, you know, we man, Jason Acuna, used to come to the show before he went off on his, uh, uh, when, he, when he bought his van and has, has been traveling around. 
And he and Joel and I got into this hilarious conversation one night about the lyrics to War Pigs by Black Sabbath. <laughs> and as a joke, we kept talking about the line, what is this, Satan laughing spreads his wings. So as a joke, I drew Jason uh, with devil wings and like giant horns, whatever. <laughs> and he ended up turning it into a shirt and like stickers and stuff. And then he works with this uh, uh, skate company that makes these cool, crazy, like intricate art socks, like oh, skate socks. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I ended up, I ended up designing like a pair of skate socks for him. <laughs> oh so, man, I would love to truthfully pay you to design a shirt of me and Bam Margera. I have tons of pictures of us on stage together because with the scumbag Vinny, I mean, I had a shirt uh, that I, we still sell, scumbag Vinny, and it's just in green smudge basically, and people loved it. I mean, Bam shared it, got like five thousand likes on his Instagram. So if we come up with something really creative. And, you know, maybe it's me pranking him or him looking old or something and fatter. Uh, his fans would really bite into it, man. I mean, they love when I torture him with shit like that. So, hey, man, I appreciate you coming in, dude. We got to do this again sometime for sure. Of course. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for asking me to come on. It's a nice break from the uh, from the quarantine. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll try to do it again maybe before this is all over with. But we got to try to get William to answer my DMs. He said he was going to come on and... This, uh, maybe you tell him now it's safe because once I message him four or five times, he probably, I don't know how he could think someone's creepy, but tell him I'm not Cracker Barrel Kid or anybody like that. I'll, uh, I'll be cool with him. <laughs> All right. I, I, will, I will pass the word along. All right. Thanks again, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Have a good night. You too. So that's it, everybody. Ryan J. Ebel from Kill Tony. I was nice. You know, I didn't want to get crazy with him. I didn't want him to feel the wrath of the scumbag. I think he's a great guy. His art is unbelievable. Go to ryanjebell.com. Hire this man. Hit him up on Instagram. Don't harass him. Be nice about it. The dude's super cool. He could probably get me back in to meet some great people. And I don't want you guys going to fuck it up for me. All right? Shout out to our sponsors, Tiger Life Energy Drink. The worst energy drink in the world, but it's run by a guy named Scumbag Vinny. He's older than me. He's about 20 years older than me, and he claims to be a bigger scumbag than I, I am. And so I support his energy drink company, and they're working on a new formula right now to come out with an energy drink called Beetlejuice. So stay tuned for that because you guys better be drinking the shit out of it. Also, go support my Patreon, www.patreon.com slash scumtown. We're currently up to 27 bucks a month. Thank you, everybody who's supporting us so far on the Patreon. We've taken in over $2,000 in donations for this podcast. Like I said, we're in 37 countries. Um, I can't be more blessed to have a, such a great audience, and I hope we keep growing. I want to bring on guests like this. Ryan, he's a Los Angeles guy. He's a great dude. I didn't let him talk a lot, but I don't really ever let anybody talk a lot. And, um, you know, so hopefully he had a good time. And uh, also, shout out to Sweet Heel. Sweet Heel CBD, that is honestly the best sponsor that I have, guys. They, they're amazing. They give 20% off all their products by going to sweetheel.com and using promo code BEETLE. I'll put the description below. I'll put all Ryan's info below. And um, support us. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, peace out, everybody. <laughs>